This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Learn more about their upcoming virtual gathering and register for free at annualconvention.fb.org. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Producers may begin signing up for the Department of Agriculture's Quality Loss Adjustment Program tomorrow. Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce says the program aids producers who suffered eligible crop quality losses due to natural disasters occurring in 2018 and 2019. When applying, producers are asked to provide verifiable documentation of losses. For crops that have been sold, grading must have been completed within 30 days of harvest. For forage crops, a lab analysis must have been completed within 30 days of harvest. QLA payments are based on formulas for the type of crop, whether that's forage or non-forage, and loss documentation that is submitted. Assistance is based on a producer's harvested affected production of an eligible crop, which must have had at least a 5% quality loss reflected through a quality discount, or for forage crops, a nutrient loss such as total digestible nutrients. FSA will issue payments once the application period ends. If the total amount of calculated QLA payments exceeds available program funding, payments will be prorated. The deadline to apply for QLA is Friday, March 5th. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Andrew Wheeler thinks the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals Dicamba lawsuit could have been avoided if the agency's newly finalized scientific transparency rule would have been in effect. Wheeler says a rule that was finalized today provides transparency of its significant regulatory actions and influential scientific information. What this new rule will do, undoubtedly, is provide the transparency needed to allow the public the opportunity to check our work. Transparency is a defense of, not an attack on, the important work done by our career scientists here at EPA, along with their colleagues at the research institutions around the country. He says the agency learned its lesson on dicamba. You know, I think if the original dicamba registration had been you know, more clear, and I think our um, regulation this summer um, for dicamba, where we, we put more specificity in the science we were using to make our determination of dicamba. If we had done that up front originally, on the original dicamba registration, I think we could have avoided the entire Ninth Circuit court um, decision and, and case. The Ninth Circuit vacated the registrations of three dicamba herbicides in June. As of this December, EPA is facing more lawsuits over the product. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm Bureau is thrilled to throw open the doors of its virtual convention. Join us from your homes and offices to hear inspiring, entertaining, and insightful speakers like Mike Rowe, Rourke Denver, and Beth Ford. Register for free at annualconvention.fb.org. A nationwide survey of 400 ag producers showed a modest increase in views of the farm economy in December. Jim Mintert is director for the Center for Commercial Agriculture at Purdue University. He says the ag economy barometer increased seven points. The ag economy barometer rose to a reading of 174 from 167 a month earlier. The rise in the ag economy barometer was primarily attributable to an improvement in the current conditions index, which rose 15 points compared to November. The index of future expectations also rose, but that increase was just five points compared to November. The sharp 15-point jump in the index of current conditions is correlated with the farm income boost provided by the ongoing rally in crop prices. That appears to be the driving force behind producers' optimism. This month's survey was conducted from December 7th through the 11th. 
Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley says legislative authority in the latest COVID aid package should provide a better case for biofuel plants to receive financial relief. It isn't going to be automatic that some of the money does go to uh, the ethanol. It's something that we're going to have to lobby, I presume, the new Secretary of Agriculture, Vilsack, to do. I think that you're going to find him very open to that, being from Iowa, and I've considered him very ethanol-friendly. But Grassley says Tom Vilsack will have to consider what President-elect Joe Biden and the Office of Management and Budget want to do. Biofuel producers have not yet received money from the first and second rounds of the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nulley.